Hey friends, welcome to the Next Step Leadership Podcast, a conversation dedicated to helping you make your next step your best step. I'm Tracy Reynolds, and my partner for the Next Step journey is Chris Maxwell. Together we hope to inspire, assist, and create the confidence you need to take your next step in your personal growth, spiritual growth, vocation, or even your calling. Thanks for joining us. Well, come on, let's dive into this week's episode of Next Step Leadership. My name is Chris Maxwell, and I'm here with my friend Tracy Reynolds as we talk about Next Step Leadership. And Tracy, I loved uh, our last uh, podcast and our conversation with our friend, missionary and author, Russell Board, and uh, just, don't you just love his heart? Oh, absolutely. You know, I, I have known Russell vicariously through other relationships, and I heard about him before I, I met him in person at the college. And we were just kind of rehearsing how we, we got to, to meet each other. Uh, I think I was dean of the School of Christian Ministries at Emmanuel, and they came in and did, uh, we had missionaries that would come and spend three or four or five days with us with our students to get to know each other and hear their hearts, and there were many students. Uh, it was born out of uh, a lack of missionaries that had been coming from the Emmanuel College going into the mission field, and we just thought, we can't allow that to happen. So we thought, what's the best way if we could just have our missionaries come? And you were, you and Sandra came to Emmanuel College and spent several days investing in the lives of students, getting to know them, sharing that. And out of that, we had some internships with other students. Uh, and I've just uh, admired you from a distance and so appreciate you just sharing your heart with us on the podcast. Well, that was a wonderful opportunity for us. Uh, as you said, we uh, felt a lack of missionaries. Um, there's all, there's never enough missionaries, but especially we want them coming from our schools, from Emmanuel College, where you were working at the time, and uh, you had that missionary heart that would enabled us, invited us, uh, with uh, along with several other missionaries, to come and share with the students. And that's one of my favorite things to do is just spend time with uh, the young people, answer their questions about missions, and 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 help them to see that this could be something for them. Absolutely. This could actually, they could actually have a place on the mission field. Amen. Well, in the midst of all the missions work you've done, as you've gotten uh, older, as, as we all have, uh, God put it on your heart to write. Uh, now, you've always been a student. You've always, I've always seen you as a scholar, and I think you would have been a and still would be a fantastic professor, by the way. Uh, I'd love to have you on my team anytime. But what caused you to want to write, Russell? Uh, that's uh, I've always been I've always been writing ever since uh, you know I spent so much time in in college university settings, and so you got to write. But I enjoyed it. But as I began to walk with the Lord, I found I wanted to write more about Him the things he was teaching me about what I was learning in the scripture. And um, the first book I wrote actually uh, was called First Things First. And uh, it's been reissued uh, in a, a new edition called Grow. And this is simply um, studies for new believers. Um, 13 lessons, so it fits nicely in a Sunday school quarter. But just the basics of Christianity uh, our missions director, B.E. Underwood, you may remember him, mm -hmm. in my first year as a missionary, he gave me that assignment. He said, I want you to write this book for our denomination to use. And it's been used ever since. So uh, that was my first foray into actually writing a book. 
But uh, the next one came about, you know, bef- bef- this is a podcast on leadership, which we all need to, to learn more about. But before we're a leader, we're a follower. Amen. Uh, and that's true for every disciple of Jesus. That's who we are. And so discipleship is really at the heart of what it means to be a Christian. It's, what the, it's at the heart of what it means to be a missionary. At the heart of what it means to be a Christian leader is being a disciple of Jesus. Mm-hmm. So um, I was thinking back to uh, what Jesus spoke to his disciples the night before he was uh, going to part from them. And they're all a panic because Jesus is telling him, I'm about to go away. And they're saying, you can't leave us alone. And he says, you don't understand. It's to your advantage that I go away. And of course, they couldn't understand that. And we don't often understand that either. We think uh, following Jesus must have been a lot easier for those guys. Uh, They had him right there. They could see him face to face. We can't do that, so we're at a disadvantage. But Jesus says, no, you're not at a disadvantage at all because you have the Holy Spirit. I'm sending you the Holy Spirit, and through him, you can know me. You can become my disciple. There's no limitation on our relationship. There's no limitation on on what I can teach you and do through you because of the Holy Spirit. So that really struck me, and I thought, do we really believe that? Is that true? And how can I, how can I take that concept and put it into a, a book form? And I thought, as you mentioned, my first book, my next book was called 40 Days with Jesus. So um, I thought, how can we spend time with Jesus for an intensive period? And what came to my mind was, Moses, 40 days on Mount Sinai, was Jesus, 40 days in the wilderness before his ministry. And it just seemed like the thing to do. Let's just do 40 days with Jesus. Let's just go through the Gospels and act like we're there with him at this time and give the opportunity to the Holy Spirit to speak to us. And 40 days is a nice, compact time. It's not, uh, you have devotionals that go through a whole year and a lot of people start them and they never finish them. But 40 days, we can do that, That's a, and we can start it any time during the year. We can start it tomorrow, and just give 40 days to intensifying our relationship with Christ, 40 days of learning to be a disciple, and see what God might do during that time period. Mm. I love the way that you organized these. Um, I'm intrigued by uh, it. I'm looking at the... the, the uh, the table of contents, and it's single words, words like submission and temptation and follow, rebirth and thirst and authority and motives, uh, bread, self-denial, neighbor. And as I went through these, uh, they're all, uh, as a person who's always looking for ways to more effectively disciple, and something you said, uh, finding ways that, that people can fit this into a busy schedule. Yeah. Uh, I have to read, you know, uh, a thousand words to do this. No, in in three or four hundred words, you've got some wonderful truths, kind of a distilled amount of here's what Jesus said about these particular topics. And then you pose a question. And by the way, 
uh, thanks for making me think. You get through the thing. Because sometimes I've, I think, you know, we don't ever say, well, so what? What's this got right. to do with me? What, how is this relative? And there's always a question or two about, well, what do you think about this? Or how has God done this? Or, you know, how have you experienced this truth in your life? And then there was a place at the end for me to pray and, and commit that to him. And I just think the format uh, rung a bell with me. I really appreciate that because I, I thought, well, how, can I, how can I make it simple? How can I make it useful? How can I make it practical? What would help me? And that's why I tried to condense it. I tried to make it uh, not too academic, but to give you information that maybe you didn't know before, but to certainly make it practical and to make it personal, to bring it personal at the end. So it's not just information in your head, but uh, how what's God saying to me through this? And what's my response? Yeah. Yeah, it's so good. And I've, I've told you for, for many years since we first connected uh, that you are a great writer. You need to continue writing. I also say that to my friend Tracy here. He's a, he's a very good writer. And I'm, I'm excited about uh, uh, just seeing where God takes Tracy's words in the future, uh, but also your words. Uh, because as you are ministering to people face-to-face, Russell, you're impacting them. Mm. But through books, you're able to impact people that you may never meet face-to-face. Right. And you know that uh, as well as anyone, Chris, with all the books that you've written. And I just want to say thank you to you because you're not just a writer. You're an encourager, um, Mm. encouraging me, encouraging Tracy, encouraging others. And uh, I really appreciate that about you. And it comes through on these podcasts and in our relationship. Wow, your encouragement comes through in your writing. You yeah, it does. It does. I, I appreciate it. I mean, we could take any one of these. And, and the book that you most recently wrote uh, about you know, 40 Days with, with Paul is very similar uh, in that you take, a, again, a single topic and then uh, add some biblical truth around that. This is you know, how Paul encountered these things, problems that he, can, he encountered in leadership. Uh, so talk about, okay, you have the, the, temp, the 40 days with Jesus, now we're 40 days with Paul. Why Paul? And, and yeah, what, what are you trying to accomplish there? Well, um, Paul, of course, is the major figure. You move past the Gospels, the next book is the book of Acts, and Paul is the dominant figure in that book. True. And I'm just fascinated by his story, because who would ever predict that this this persecutor of the church, this dedicated Pharisee, nobody's more more Jewish than Paul, and it's and his zeal to persecute the church. God just changed him in every way. He not only turned him around into uh, a missionary to preach the gospel that he was trying to squelch and to to build the church that he was trying to destroy, but he opened up his eyes to see that the message of Christ is for the Gentiles too. It's not just for the Jews. And as this this uh, this zealous Jew, just as Jewish as you can be, becomes the apostle to the Gentiles. Yeah. And I thought, he never envisioned that for himself in his life. <laughs> I can identify with that. But yeah. this is what God had for Paul. And he uh, he he got the the most uh, pushback from his own people, his own uh, mm. Jewish people. But he never lost that love for them. That also comes through in his letters. So I just felt like if we could spend time with Paul and become a disciple of Paul, 
then that would uh, and that would take us a long way as well. So he's written 13 letters in the New Testament, and I tried to give a broad overview, taking something from each letter. Uh, so we get an insight into the man's life. We get an insight into uh, the way he thinks, uh, the passion that drives him, and how God is is directing him from place to place. All of the problems that he faces. I mean, uh, if we if we begin to feel sorry for ourselves, uh, we just read a little bit about the Apostle Paul, and and we don't, we see that uh, we don't have it so bad. So. I just was challenged by the man and by what God had called him to do and used him to do in spite of who he was and where he came from and all the opposition and obstacles he faced. What are some ways that we can learn from that, you know, from your book, from Paul's example, as we are trying to lead in these uncertain times? That's a great question. Um, You know, when I look at Paul's life and read through his letters, one of the first things that jumps out to me is Paul was an encourager. Paul was a mentor to other leaders. You know, he traveled around country to country, every place that he went. He didn't go by himself. He never went by himself, but he took people with him. He was mentored by Barnabas, and that meant so much to him, even though they didn't always get along. He, it, he, could, he could see the difference that it made to have a mentor in his life. And so... Wherever he would go, he would look for people to mentor. You've got Timothy, you've got Silas, and you just read uh, letter after letter all the people who are with him in different places. Mm -hmm. And so uh, I think as leaders, if we could just focus on looking for the next generation, looking for young people that we can help to take the next step uh, that God is leading them to do, then we're following in in the footsteps of Paul. Wow. You know, I was looking over the, the, the topics here. One of the topics in that book is about relationships mm-hmm. um, and the importance of uh, the people that God brings into our sphere of influence, uh, both to enrich our lives, as a Barnabas did, an encourager to Paul. Uh, but he turned right around and poured that into the people around him, and he built these incredible relationships. You know, sometimes we, I think we, we tend to overlook, like the end of the book of Romans, these lists of people and yeah. these names. Yeah. But every one of those names, Russell, is a person that, that Paul has this intimate relationship with. And sometimes he's calling people out and calling their names, Ooh, but most yeah. of the times... He's, he's, he's loving on them and encouraging them uh, and, and saying, hey, would you bring me this when I see you next time and I'm coming to see you and, and I just want to tell I'm praying for you. Um, man, it's Paul and fill in the blank, Paul and Silas, Paul That's and right. Barnabas, Paul That's and Timothy. Right. Uh, yeah, it's all about these relationships. Yeah, and when I look back over my life, um, there are some things I can point to. Okay, I did this, I accomplished this, but... The things that are really precious to me are the relationships that I built over the years. Wherever God has taken us, whether it be um, in Europe or in Japan or India, when I think about those places and my experiences there, it's the people. It's the faces of the people that stand out to me. And uh, that's the most precious thing. God is a relational God, and He wants us to relate to one another. And Mm. we don't always get along, but if we're open to it, even the, even the friction can be good for us. We can Amen. be stone sharpening each other. 
just never, never devalue relationships. Make time for relationships. I think uh, that's a message that comes through from Paul just by, mm-hmm. what, what, by what you shared, the names that he mentions. And, um, and some, there are certain letters that he just opens up his heart um, mm-hmm. and becomes so vulnerable with the people that he's yeah. writing to. Uh, and you can tell that these people are precious to him, and he mm-hmm. wants to guard those relationships to de- deepen and strengthen them, and not to lose them, not to lose them. Yeah. Uh, one of my favorite, uh, and it's been a motivational, motivational piece for me, comes out of the second uh, book of Tim- to Timothy. He's writing a letter, and he says, you know, you then my son. Yeah. My son, what a, what a talk about a relational word. Yeah. Be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. Well, that's a weird concept. How are you strong in something that's absolutely free and unmerited? How are you, well, he's saying major on that. And the things you've heard me, Timothy, say in the presence of big crowds and trust to reliable men or men, women, women who would also be potentially able to to portray those truths to other people. And I thought, man, that's four generations of discipleship that communicates through relationships, Russell. Exactly, exactly. Um, and another thing that jumps out to me is uh, in that same letter when he's talking to Timothy, um, he's, he's nearing the end of his ministry. Mm-hmm. And, and so these are the things that he really wants Timothy to remember. And he says... Uh, don't just remember the things I said. Yeah, remember my doctrine. That's important. But also he names specifically, remember my conduct. Remember the way I lived with you. Mm. This is what we leaders need to to keep in our mind. It's not just what we're saying, not just the mm. information we're, we're imparting to them, but the way we conduct ourselves around them and yeah. other people. And he says, remember my purpose. Remember what it was that drove me from place to place. Remember my faith, my patience, my love, my steadfastness. He pointed to these things in his life uh, mm-hmm. and how they were manifest in his relationship with Timothy. And we as leaders need to get a, get a big picture of what God is calling us to. It's not just instructing people. But it's living this way. It's demonstrating the qualities that we're teaching about. It's practicing what we preach and teach. Amen. And it is loving those that we teach and preach and lead and mentor. It is loving them like like Jesus. It's loving them like like Paul. Exactly. Exactly. That's more important than anything else. Yeah. Tracy, as I'm as I'm hearing Russell's comments and you know us talking about this. Uh, I want us to make sure that our that our listeners are able to pick up copies of his book. And so, uh, Tracy and Russell, talk, you guys just tell us how people can get more information about your book, pick up copies. Um, so, yeah, Russell, tell us, uh, give us some instructions on uh, for those who are listening to pick up copies of your books. Okay, uh, the books are available on Amazon, but uh, if you look at uh, True Potential, let me see if I can give you that. Yeah, just. Uh, www.truepotentialmedia.com you can find them there and they're very easily accessible and I just want to say too if anyone wants to uh, get in touch with me I'd love to hear from you and to help you in any way I can uh, easy email to remember rboard at gmail.com rboard at gmail.com 
And Sweet. look for me on Facebook, Facebook too, under Russell Board. Um, I'll tell you what, Russell, we'll make sure that we put all that in the show notes. Uh, we'll put the, the true potential there. Yeah, and all of your books are easy to find there. Uh, I'm using a Kindle book this morning, and uh, I love that. And I, I just encourage you. Uh, let me give you a couple of slants on that. Buy a copy for yourself, yes, and work through that. But as a discipler, I just I see this as a tool, and I, I'm not trying to sell books here, Russell. I'm just trying to help people help people. Mm. Um, I see this as a wonderful tool to disciple other people, to go through it with a friend over a cup of coffee, to go through it with a friend or a group of guys or a group of girls uh, or a Sunday school class. You mentioned that. Uh, these are wonderful ways to uh, have personal devotions and get back together and talk about what God is speaking to you about. So I would encourage our audience to use it as a tool to mentor and disciple that next generation in their spiritual uh, next steps. That's so good. And, uh, and uh, Russell, thank you so much for this conversation. Yes. Thank you for your friendship. And uh, we we close uh, these podcasts with the with the phrase: uh, We want to find ways to uh, just make sure that our next steps are our best steps. But instead of me saying it at the end this time, Tracy and I just want to hear you make a final statement uh, to to us and to our listeners. Well, it's my prayer. I thank you guys. It's my prayer for all of your listeners that. Um, what they hear on this podcast, not just today, but every time, will help them to make their next step their best step. Thanks for joining us on Next Step Leadership, the weekly conversation dedicated to your personal growth and leadership development. Chris and I are so glad you dropped in. You can find us on all your favorite podcast providers. Do us a favor and hit subscribe. And if you really want to help us, give us a rating. We so appreciate your support. Chris Maxwell is the author of 10 books, including Pause with Jesus, Underwater, A Slow and Sudden God, and his latest book of poetry, Embracing Now. You can find links to all of his work and our social media information at our website, nextstepleadership.buzzsprout.com. Our featured music is by Casual Americans. Their debut single is coming October 29th. Follow them on Instagram at Casual Americans to learn more and pre-save their new song, Somebody Famous. We release Next Step Leadership each Thursday. So join us again next week on the Next Step Journey, a conversation dedicated to helping you make your next step your best step. Sweet nothing's fair.